Welcome to the Dare to Dream podcast, where each week we're coming together to give you a dose of inspiration and courage to pursue your dreams. I'm your host, Callie Stoyer, an avid dreamer, happiness junkie, and believer that you have the power to dream big, and with the right tools and motivation, you can design a life you love. And speaking of dreaming big, starting this podcast has been a really big dream of mine, and one that I'm excited to finally kick off. That's right. This is the first official episode, and I couldn't be more excited and thrilled to discuss one of my all-time favorite topics with you today. We're talking about dreaming, and to kick things off, I've got one of my favorite people here to get things started. Katie Blanche, she is a lifelong friend of mine. I've been friends since high school, so I've had the opportunity to watch her throughout her life accomplish some amazing things and do so with ease and grace and a lot of fun. And she's somebody who has inspired me since we were little kids, inspired me to do things and get out of my comfort zone. Here's Katie. Katie, I want to thank you for joining me. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. It's pretty much your first guest. Am I right? Yes, you you are the first guest and I really appreciate you being willing to do this. It's, this is what, this is what dreaming in action looks like guys. This is a lot of pressure. (laughs) Well, no pressure. Cause what I, my vision for this is a real raw conversation with people like you talking about how you're making things happen. And, and let me just to give a little bit more introduction, Katie, somebody who I've watched do when we were younger or fresh, I think fresh out of college, you started into marathons and then you started into Ironmans. You had a season of life where you do marathons, Ironmans, and we're talking, you know, winning things like that. And you've been an avid rock climber and you are a mother of four kids and you've gone back to school to get your MBA and you've created several wonderful businesses. And I've watched you through life, go through hard things. You you've gone through a divorce and you've remarried and you've you've done all of this while still moving forward, always moving forward, accomplishing big dreams and big goals and, you know, really enjoying your life along the way. So there's something that, you know, that you're doing, I've tried to pattern many of the things I do in life after you. So let's jump into it. And, and I want to talk about how you've had, you know, a vision for the things that you want to create and do in life. Well, thank you, Kelly. Those are like, as you say them, they are big accomplishments. But as I was going through those stages in my life, it was, you know, a little bit of it was habit into addiction. You know, I just became addicted to running and, and marathoning and did about 60 of them. 10 of those were Boston Marathon. Ten, I did 10 years in a row and about uh, six New York marathons and I just, I had a lot of fun doing it. And so when you're having fun, it doesn't seem like work. So I I really enjoyed it. So I I would say like, I, as you, as you said, your introduction, I can vouch for everything. I've watched you also not only dream big, but work hard and also have fun while doing it. I mean, a a lot of times when I come out to the marathon, I'd stay with you when you lived in Boston and I, I watched you with, with your kids and you had those little girls one year. It was, it was like, boom, boom, boom with, with kids. And 
I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I could never do this. I could never do what Callie is doing. And you, you had fun, you put on music, you played, you made work fun. And I think that is really a key is, is changing kind of the way you see, um, you see how hard something is or how, um, how you approach it. Like your approach was always, let's have fun while we do this. And you always have a smile on your face and you, you not, maybe not always, that's very, um, <laughs> I should take that language out of always and never, but you really do when I see you. And, and I think to your credit and, and to show that your kids uh, have that same attitude and they, they look at life the same way. And I think, I think that's always, you know, the, the proof in the pudding is, our kids or how our friends see us or how, cause they know the real us, right? They know how hard we either work or how, how we approach life. Does that make sense? Totally. So, as, as far, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I'm just reminiscing, thinking back of those days of you coming out to Boston and we sure did have a lot of fun making signs and standing and cheering you on as you would run those marathons. Um, I was always in awe of your ability to do that. And, and my kids, we loved having you out to, to run those marathons. It really was a fun season of life for us too. Oh, it was, it was, those were the days. Yeah. So lot, um, lot easier to cheer you on than to run it. <laughs> but I do not think that's true actually. Cause when I've cheered people on, I, I think this man, this is hard to get everywhere and be everywhere for them and to be, you know, be in the right place at the right time. Like, I think it's a lot harder to do that. Is that funny? I guess <laughs> that, yeah, I'm, that's Sp- probably spoken, a bit. spoken from <laughs> yeah. an, an Iron Man runner for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little and enigma thinking, like outlier. So, as far as dreaming, when you were saying that, I thought. You know, I feel like that language is a little pie in the sky for me. Um, I'm really more realistic, and um, I, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm not as much a big dreamer as I am. I'm, I'm a doer. And then as I look back, I'm like, wow, you know, I, I did a lot. But I do believe you, you have to have dreams and goals and things that you write down and you're working towards. But I'm also a person that you know I've always had goals and I've always thought about okay I, I want to accomplish this I want to I want to do this and that but in my 40s I was going through a it was a really messy time in my life as you as you said I was going through a divorce my mom was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's and we were trying to figure out what to do with her and then as I came out of my divorce I was in I was in a really bad um, relationship and I can't blame that all on someone else because I chose that and I was, but I learned, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from it. So that's one thing I will say. Um, I had been, I had been in the wellness sector um, for, you know, 20 years by that point. And I had um, worked my way through, um, I'd managed a climbing wall, which was actually a big dream for me. And as silly as that sounds, but um, I had um, taught yoga, I had taught brick classes at the gym, I had, I was kind of doing this as I was raising my four kids. And, you know, I was, I was really um, motivated, I, I got up at sometimes 4.30am and no later than five to go do my swim and then run and bike and, 
So I always had something that I was, I was driven and working towards. And so that I was, I was really, I would say a motivated person. So I, I had these, what I would call habits of my life that I would just, it was kind of on autopilot. And I think that's a really important thing to, when you're dreaming, you have to create habits that work towards that dream. Otherwise, they're not even related, right? You can dream big, but unless you're willing to work towards that every day. So I feel like recognizing that, you know, all, all of um, getting to your dreams and your goals and your hopes is not there it's a series of success and failure like there is failure in success and a lot of times it's just you know two steps forward and maybe a little drawback and and then two more steps forward and I know at at our age and, and most of your listeners know this but I you know here I was in life in my 40s and I really had I I mean I was kind of depressed about it I was like oh look I have this big education from BYU I had finally realized that raising my kids and being home with my kids and just needing to work part-time was a luxury. Um, But I was kind of panicking and feeling like I was feeling like a failure because, you know, here I, um, I had education, but I didn't have what I felt like was a career path. I kind of had a hobby path. Does that make sense? Totally. You know, and I love what you're saying about failure. I just last week was listening live to Sarah Blakely speak. And if you don't know who Sarah Blakely is, she's somebody I admire. She's the founder of Spanx and she's the youngest self-made female billionaire. So she's got a lot of experience in dreaming and a really cool story. But one of the things that she said, and this is kind of a a well-known story that she shares, but growing up, her father at the dinner table would say to the kids, you know, a lot of times we'll say to our kids, Oh, what was your favorite part of the day? That's a a common dinner table conversation, but her dad said something different. She grew up answering the question, what did you fail at today? And it was expected of her and her siblings to, to have something that they tried and failed at and report on. And then he would follow up with, you know, asking what they learned from that. So the gift for her was to not be scared of failure. She celebrated failure. Failure was the process in which you just move forward and learn from things and get things. And then it became to her failing was actually not trying something right. Because she was grew up always supposed to try. Didn't matter. You know, the failure part was expected. So failure became not trying. I love that what she learned and what she shares from that, because we have to fail our way forward. You know, it's, it's the act of trying and getting out there and putting, you know, having the courage. That's why I love the phrase dare to dream. We, we have to have courage to go after our dreams, knowing that it's okay. If we fail and mess up, we're, we're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. It's just this big process forward. And we inch our way forward as we try and attempt things. So true, Kelly. And you know, I think something that you said really, um, you said scared. And I do think there is so much fear in trying, like people get stuck in their fear of trying that they will that they will fail. I think it's a good exercise to write down your fears to speak to your fears to say, I'm afraid I'm afraid that this is going to be a big, big flop. I'm afraid of this or 
you know, and we have to take into consideration what we're scared of and then move forward anyway. Okay, maybe, maybe this will, maybe I will fall flat on my face, but then I'll know that, you know, I'll, I'll know that uh, I can, I can go down this other path and it opens up, I, I think, recognizing our fears and moving forward anyway is, I, I know it's some of the things I say sounds so cliche, but I wish I could find a different way to say them so that it's like, you know, that, because it is true. It is true. You, you recognize your fears and you move forward anyway. We all yeah. have, we yeah. all have. Yeah. We well, I think it's not cliche because the the truth is we all have this. We all experience this. We all have fears. I mean, if I'm being honest, I had the fear of starting this podcast, and and that's why I'm starting with one of my best friends to have the conversation to to practice to get comfortable in doing this because it's a scary thing to do. But you just have to start and move forward. And I think that, you know, Brendan Bruchard talks about this. He's a well-known motivational guru. And he says that we get stuck in getting started because it's that getting started part that you're fearful of the early stage where you're worried about what people are thinking, you know, what your friends and family might think, because we all have to start somewhere and we're starting small. Well, and and to to your point, I really think, um, I I think sometimes we have to change the way we look at things. We have to maybe remove the big words because failure is a big part of success and it's not all that grandiose. Everyone has really been taught to quote unquote, follow their passions, but there's so much satisfaction in doing every day something that needs to be done. And then recognizing, oh, I went out and pulled 10 weeds. Oh, I, you know, I taught my kids how to be, uh, you know, one more thing. So an example is I started this venue at Summer House Farms. And part of that was I needed to get the grounds, these 10 acres of the grounds. You know, I needed to get organized and get people working there to pull the weeds and make the, make the grounds look beautiful, you know. So we already had some things in place. We have a farmer there and, you know, we have someone that does the lawn, but we organized. So I I decided to organize the grandkids to give them investment in. So Summer House Farms is our legacy property. It's, you know, 50 acres in Charleston, Utah. And so I, so I decided that I was going to, I mean, and the grandkids are part of this legacy, right? So I wanted to invite them to have, stake in this in this property so we organized a little schedule you know some of them worked more than others and they would come up when they could and basically I spent the summer after I got my MBA I spent the summer being a professional weeder not not pothead or anything but weeding with the kids (laughs) and alongside them and I mean you know the value in that of being outside being with these kids getting to know them, getting to know their personalities, it needed to be done. But when I look back on the summer, there was so much value. I was building relationships. I was beautifying this property. We were getting our hands dirty. We were getting wet. We were laughing. We were playing together. It, you know, it had nothing to do with 
my business degree, but really, I, I mean, I found so much value in the, this other thing that was just a side note of my business. I love that you're talking about that work and the bonding that comes from working together to accomplish something. And I, I want to, for our listeners, just back up and give some context to what you're talking about, because I love what you're doing. So Katie. His father has this beautiful farmhouse that he built up in Charleston. That's if I could just transport you all there. It, it is one of my favorite places on earth. It's this gorgeous white farmhouse on all of these, this acreage. And it's in the most beautiful setting, this mountain setting with cows and chickens and, you know, a barn and this, whole pond that he's built and little cottages and um, play spaces for kids. I mean, it just, it's gorgeous and picturesque. And Katie had this vision to do something more with it and to, as she said, involve her family and create something that they could work together. And so she's got, she had this vision for having this pumpkin patch in the fall and you've done it now for how many years is running? Yeah, that, that's been that's been about six years, but that's related to our charity, the family charity that I started and have been doing one other event for about 17 years. This will be our 17th year of the Midway Turkey Trot. But when, when you say I had a vision, I actually want to say that the vision of the property is is my dad's really. I had an opportunity to to work with him and if I got my business degree to create a venue space with this beautiful property that is my mom and dad's vision so I and that brings me to one of the points with when when you're creating your dreams what are your opportunities because Mm -hmm. sometimes those you you might have opportunities to develop a dream not because you have you have some like you have this big property but instead you either have access or you have connection or you have opportunity and I think that's that's a big a big thing to recognize because I'm kind of like I I'm just kind of hooking my what do they say my cart to his wheel and I his hitch that didn't even make sense (laughs) what I just said but um (laughs) be weird it's close. Um, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I should really get my saying straight before I try to say anything. But, um, you know, I do think it's, it's important to see what opportunities you have, because there can be opportunities right around you that you're not taking that can help you to achieve your dreams. And that's, you know, that like people always say, oh, that person was so lucky. They lucked out. They were in the right place at the right time. Well, put yourself in the right place at the right time you know, be in those places there, there's plenty of opportunity. It's just right. putting yourself in those places. And, and really, I, I, once again, I would emphasize working towards what those opportunities are, because, you know, for me, I didn't have the background in business, you know, I, and I needed to get, I needed to get 23 years later, after I did my undergrad, I was going back to school. And you think that's not scary? I thought, I don't even know if my brain works anymore. I, I can't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I found out it works, it works a lot slower, still works, but, um, 
you know, I'm here I am in school at the U at the same time as my oldest son, my 21 year old son. And, you know, he's in economics and he's teaching me stuff as I'm going through, you know, my economics class. I'm like, wow, you just learn this stuff so much faster. You know, it takes takes a little bit longer for it to sink in to, you know, and the 48 year old brain. But, well, and that's but, exactly what's going to keep your brain functioning, right? Is to keep learning, you know, at a later age and at every stage, if we keep exercising our brain and keep reading, keep learning, Jim Quick, who is the author of Limitless, teaches that, that you, you know, if we read every day and we exercise our brain and keep learning, not only does it bring a lot of joy and happiness, but that's how we're going to stay alert and, un- yeah. and you know, unlock that potential that we do have so that we can be limitless. I love that. And I love that about you, that you went back to school at a later age at the same time as your son. It's awesome. And scary. <laughs> and scary. But yay, for awesome and scary. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I really, really believe, and I can say this now after everything I've been through, I believe surrounding yourself with people that believe in you is one of the most important things you absolutely. And, and, you know, if that means surrounding yourself with no one, but nature, it is very important because so the mind isn't more powerful than the body, but the mind is required to get the body in action. So I really believe that um, the people that you surround yourself with, if they, um, if they can help you to accomplish one thing, because one of the things I noticed when we all have weaknesses, right? We all have like, okay, I really don't want to do that. I, you know, I don't know if it's trauma in the past or, you know, I really don't want to make an appointment for myself with the dentist. It's really hard for me to do that. Well, you know, when you have a really good partner, they can help you to do the things that you have big fear surrounding, right? So, and, and maybe it's not that dramatic, but for me, some of the things that um, I was struggling with were really, you know, were really that dramatic. Like I, you know, doing, doing some things for myself, like uh, were, were really hard at the time when I was coming out of a, I, I think for me, a really hard relationship and, you know, things going on with my mom, I, I had a hard time believing in myself sometimes and you know, some of that was, I created a habit of just walking in the canyon with my dog, walking my dog. And every day I would go a little bit further. And I listened to Ryan Holiday. I don't know why his voice was good for me at that time, but, you know, he, he speaks on the philosophers and he's not creating any new um, information. He's just bringing to light some of ancient philosophers. But in order to get my my mentality back where I needed to, I'd go on these these walks in nature. And you know, I'm not a person that has a hard time motivating. Usually, motivating myself. You know, I've I've done a lot in 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 my lifetime physically, but at that time in my life, I was really having a hard time just getting myself outside and and doing what I knew was was good for me mentally. And it's interesting how I, you know, I'm three years later from this, this time in my life and I feel like a completely different person. And some of that was me um, just putting one foot forward to go out and go on these walks that I knew I needed. 
And part of it was surrounding myself with different people that were um, not only validating me, but also moving me forward um, in, in towards, towards my dreams, goals, hopes, and just towards my health. So I, I would really say, you know, if it's family, if it's friends, if it's a partner and they are bringing you down, and I mean, you know, it goes both ways. You need to also support your partners but and your people. But, you know, you need to change that, that whole, like, because that can be part of it. And you can kick family to the curb, too. You can kick anyone to the curb or at least move them away from your space and not spend time with them. But I honestly think the people you surround yourself have so much to do with um, they, they can help build you up or tear you down. And, and same goes, you know, you, you, if you're that person in someone else's life, stop it, you know, just stop it and change that because we all, we all need to support each other. I love that. That's, that's so true. And that's truly the gift that you've been in my life as being one of my closest friends, you have been supportive, you know, in our friendships, we've had such a, it's been such a blessing in our lives, our close group of friends that have been a safe place to dream and to support each other and cheer each other on and to help build belief when belief, you know, is waning when we're going through hard things, it's often is hard to believe in ourselves. And so I love that those tips that you give, you know, oftentimes our motivation does run out and we have to come up with ways to, to refill the gas tank, so to speak, and to re-motivate ourselves. And what you have done innately is, is, you know, what's taught in books. And, and you just, I love that you naturally as a, an achiever, a lifelong achiever that you've been, you've known how to support yourself with good friends, a good support system, and you've known how to set yourself up with good systems to help you to sustain that motivation and to help you get out there. And I think that's the fact that you've done that is such a great thing to bring to awareness that we do have to have habits and systems in place to support our dreams, to support our efforts, or we really, you know, aren't going to, to have the steps to move forward. So that's so, so important. And I remember when you were listening to Ryan holiday and for, for those of you who want to pick up that book, it was the obstacle is the way. Cause I, you recommended that to me and we listened to that together for a time as well. And that was a really helpful book. So those of you who want to pick that up, the obstacles, the way by Ryan holiday is a great read and recommendation for you. Well, Katie, it has been so helpful and so much fun to chat with you about dreaming and all of the things that you have been working on. And I know that this will be really valuable for listeners out there. I could just talk to you all day. And I know that I'm already thinking about wanting to to have another conversation with you later because there's so many things that we don't even have time to cover today. But I do want to leave with just Tell us a little bit more about what's going on next week at Summer House Farms, because I know I'm really excited to come up to the pumpkin patch and the festival, and there's a really a great charity that you're supporting. So will you just tell us a little bit more about that so other people can join in on the fun? Yes, I would love to. And thanks again, Callie, for having me. I just, you're, you are such an inspiration to me and I really feel lucky. I was in the right place at the right time to be friends with you and you have just, through our friendship, I, I've just, I've learned and grown so much. And 
I just, I just love you. So it's up at Summer House Farms in Charleston. As I mentioned before, we have a pumpkin patch and this year we're introducing a car show on Saturday. So Friday, September 24th, it's from four to seven on Saturday. It's 12 to seven. Um, the general entry includes a pumpkin from the patch, an apple from the orchard, and you get to pick these things, which is so fun. And then uh, corn dog, taco or pizza, scone and beverage. We have live music from Basin and Grange. We have raffle, kids zone, cornhole games. We also have this year local shops in Oma's Village, those little houses that you were talking about. And all these proceeds go to Alzheimer's caregiver support. We're creating a database for people that are moving into Alzheimer's and dementia uh, as caregivers. It was really hard and devastating for our family and, and still is hard. My mom's still alive, but we know how hard it's been for our family. We want to be able to help other people that are going through the same thing. So if you're interested in coming, there's more on our website. It's at Summer House Farms. You can find us on Instagram and, oh, there's also a zip line and a shooting gallery. The kids will just love it. Um, you can see pictures from last year's uh, pumpkin patch on the website. Uh, you can also see it on Instagram. So at Summer House Farms is the website and you can even get your tickets there. And I still have an early bird discount on the website. So uh, yeah. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for, um, you know, really doing the work to help other people with going through this Alzheimer's. I know it's been really, I've watched you you know, struggle with this over the years as your mother has gone through this and what a challenge it's been and how wonderful that you're taking this experience and what you've learned from it so that you can help people moving forward. Such a great, great cause. And I can't wait for, for this event next weekend. One, I, I, <laughs> I just say we're going to end and we are, but I want to ask one last question. And that is, what is your next big dream, Katie? Oh my goodness, Kelly. <laughs> it's, it, it would take too long to tell you, but uh, let me just say, first we're moving my husband's design and build firm um, up closer to where we live. And then we, so my husband can do, he can design and build anything. And when I say anything, the man is, he's amazing. So we, we want to buy property in a cute little, little town. And, you know, because wellness is so close to my heart, my heart. We want to create a program of cold, hot immersion therapy pools and breathing and meditation. And that's kind of my, what I'm not only what I came from, but what I I'm getting back to is just, I feel like all the areas of our person, you know, our spiritual, mental, physical, everything has to work together and we can't spend too much time in one space, but, you know, mental wellness is, is really important to me it, being whole in that area. So, um, <clears throat> just in a nutshell, yeah, and that's a little ways down the road, which, you know, that's fine, but that's kind of where, what I'm looking to now as, as my next big dream and vision. So I anyway. love it. I love it. And I have a feeling we're going to want to talk more about that later as you realize that dream and the steps that you're taking towards that. I love that you're always dreaming. And listeners, thanks for, for joining us today. 
you, I hope you have big dreams. I hope that through listening to this conversation, your mind's starting to open up to the possibilities in your life. And that's what we want to do is awaken those possibilities, help you remember how to dream. And by learning from others who are just like you, just like me out there, making things happen, realizing their dreams, this should give you the permission to start thinking and dreaming about the possibilities in your life. And join me each week as we will talk more about dreaming and help you with the steps to dream big and accomplish and pursue and design a life that you love. Thanks so much. 